You're listening to a podcast from Grace Church in Salado, Texas. For more information and resources just like this, visit us online at gracesalado.com. Well, hello and welcome to the Grace Church Slato Podcast. My name is David Laws, and I'm joined by Jason Goings, my good friend, pastor of preaching and vision here at Grace. Uh, Jason, thank you for being here. I'm glad that you survived the uh, the great Texas ice storm of 2022. It, yeah, good to be here, and I'm glad that we got it recorded last week before <laughs> That's right. we were frozen in. Yeah, it wasn't anything like the ice storm of 2021, but uh, it was a little bit of a freeze. Uh, well, for all those of you who are listening for the first time, we do this podcast each week so that you would come away loving God's Word more, knowing how you can actually apply it to your daily life. You know, and our, our desire for doing this is that it would just be this gospel-driven encouragement for you this week. And so uh, the life verse we're going to be looking at is from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 11. And it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. So I know a lot of us who have been in church a while have probably come across uh, this passage about the armor of God uh, here in Ephesians. But Jason, can you maybe start by just giving some context of what's going on, you know, here in this part of Ephesians? So first of all, a plug uh, for a resource. Um, yeah, and I may have may have mentioned this resource before, but you won't regret spending time. In this resource, it's a three-volume work by um, one of the great writers, William Grenall, and it's the Christian in Complete Armor. It's three volumes on just this chapter. That's some serious homework. Oh, it's it's it is of of all the the things I've read on Ephesians, this series of books. I mean, these three volumes are breathtaking. It's amazing, and uh, and so get it. Wow, yeah, that's a great little teaser there. So the context here is actually part of the explanation. Um, And and it's the context is, you know, he begins the the life verse this week. We begin it with the words, finally. So that means a lot, right? Like, okay, Paul is saying, I'm coming to the end of everything that we've been absorbing and learning. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. But finally... Here it is. After everything you've heard, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. That's really the point. Like when you start to think about the spiritual armor and what's following here, it is this pivotal moment in this letter where um, we hear basically two and a half chapters, three chapters from Paul about God's work. And then a chapter and a half, two chapters or whatever on our response to it. And then we have chapter six with the, okay, finally be strong in him, you know, be strengthened by his might. And I love it. I mean, this is the conclusion of Ephesians. It's the conclusion of his letter. Um, most of the ink in this letter, so to speak, is, is a message of God's sovereign work to save empower, to adopt, to grow us, to sustain us, and to provide everything that his children needs. Well, and one thing that I like too about that is this is a slightly different command than like what God commanded Joshua when he said, be strong and courageous. Like here, it's specifically be strong in the Lord and the strength of his mind. Like the emphasis here is not on our strength. Like the emphasis is on the strength that the Lord has through us and can work through us and in us. Right, right. So that that's exactly the point. Like 
everything you just read in Ephesians um, is about not how strong we are, not how great we are, not how <laughs> clever we are to come up with some plan to be connected with God. But from the very beginning, you know, before the foundations of the earth, it says in verse three, chapter one, um, I've got a plan. I'm working this. I'm the strong one. I'm the sovereign one. Um, so what happens is we, we end up reading through Ephesians. We get to the end and we start to try to visualize what Paul does here with each piece of armor. Um, but sometimes that can, when we start to do it that way, we start taking, taking it off the primary theme of Ephesians. We start thinking, <laughs> okay, I've got to do this. I've got to put this on. I've got to, this is my wear, helmet. This right. is my breastplate. Yeah, <laughs> I've got to wear this and, and everything hinges on how I am dressing myself, you know? Um, but, um, but remember what follows right after he says, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Right after, you know, it says the schemes of the devil. So, and then behind that is, is the reminder, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. My response is... Uh, we need protection and we need a type of protection against this kind of enemy in this kind of battle. That's not coming from my own arsenal. Like I can't, it can't be my stash of armament that, that wins this kind of battle. I don't even understand this kind of battle. David, what we understand is a battle against flesh and blood. We can picture that. Yeah. I can put my helmet on. I put a breastplate on, sword, and da 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 da. But this is a different battle. This is against cosmic powers. Um, and so, what Paul's saying is finally, be strong. And basically, he's saying, just like everything else I've mentioned in this letter so far, we must come to Him as our divine protector. I love it. Well, so let me ask you this, and I think you were starting to touch on it even right there at the end. But as we take that idea of, of putting on this armor and, and kind of relying on his strength, what does that functionally mean for us? Like in a practical, just pragmatic day-to-day, what is this verse, like how do we apply that? You know, because we, is it telling us that we should be putting all this stuff on and, and there's a lot of like work and a lot of our own effort in that? Is this something where, you know, the, the true call is just to rest in the Lord's strength, like just functionally? I mean, yeah. what do you see that playing out? Well, in? functionally, it's important um, to not take it out of context, to not start visualizing. Um, I remember when I was a kid and, and even sometimes some of the books we, we, okay, color in the belt of truth and put on the breastplate of righteousness. And, and that's good. But I think simply what, what Paul's doing here, inspired by the Holy Spirit, is we should wake up in the morning and we should go to bed in the evening hoping in and trusting the covering work of a sovereign God, the protective work of his armor, his strength. And I'll give you this example. When we sin, one of the things that this enemy wants to do, there's two things usually that will try to happen or that the enemy, one of two of the schemes, there's more schemes, but at least two of the schemes we know is the enemy will, A, um, either cause us to think very little about the sin, 
maybe ignore it, downplay it, even dismiss it or normalize it. That's just that's a scheme of the enemy, right? Sure. sure. Um, oh, it's okay. It's not that bad. You know, da, da, da. Or another scheme is the pendulum goes way over to the other end, and it causes us to lose all hope. We're always going to sin. We're always defeated. We've blown it. And with both of these schemes, the way to fight it is this. God, what have you provided for me? What have you done for me? And so it, it, the, way I, the, the way we sleep at night, the way we wake up in the morning and live our day is not to think, okay, helmet, 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 belt, 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 but it's to remember, well, I'm just going to walk us back through Ephesians. Remember Ephesians 1.3, you have given me every spiritual blessing in Christ. Verse 4 and 5, chapter 1, I have been yours before the foundation of the world, not the enemies. I've been yours that long. Uh, Ephesians 1, verse 6, I am allowed the opportunity to freely live for your glory, not my own glory. So, yeah, the sin matters, but it matters because it's robbing you of your glory, not me of my fame. Um, Get into chapter 2. God, you made me alive. You held back your wrath. You poured out rich mercy on me, and you saved me so that I don't have to continue to sin over and over and over and over again. Like, you rescued me from that. That's Ephesians 2, 1 through 8. And then Ephesians 2, 10, the famous verse. We can summarize it this way. You created me. You prepared me to do far better works than what I've been doing. Um, so it, it rescues us from the two schemes of the enemy, either normalizing the sin because it, it gives us a higher purpose, and also it rescues us from the, the paralyzing effects of sin, like I'm doomed forever. If we just go back and look, no, the sovereign God is covering me. Well, and what I'm, the beautiful thing I think about what you're saying, too, is that when we hear this language about armor and, you know, have this shield and have this sword and have this, this breath, like, I think we tend to get rallied up like getting ready for war like all right let's you know let's do this we think of like braveheart you know and like you know charging up we're not going to speak negatively about no we all do love braveheart around here uh (laughs) that has a special place in our hearts but you know i think that's the the reaction that can come from a verse like this and i love how you just completely dismantle that and be like this is not a battle cry like this is this is a time where we say, hey, let's go seek shelter in the Lord, and let's trust in Him. Like, this is a reminder that this warfare, it's not flesh and blood. Like, this isn't something you can passion your way through or emotion your way through. This is a spiritual warfare that only the Holy Spirit's can be able to... Yeah, and, and Paul does use the language. I mean, he does give us the picture, and so it's good to remember faith like a shield, you know, um, you know, truth like a belt that just holds everything together. We want to remember that. And that's what William William Gernal does. Like he helps us. I thought you were going to say William Wallace there. No, for a William Gernal. <laughs> yeah, William Gernal does that for us in that those three volumes. But, but um, you know, Paul is inspired to write it to make the point. Put on the armor of God. Language is basically an invitation. Come and stay and remain in the hands of the sovereign God. Come into His strength coming to his might, and here's a visual that I want to give us, because this is the way I see it sometimes. Basically, it's like, come like a wounded warrior running across the bridge 
over the moat into the pristine castle. Run, come, come, come here. While the enemy remains on the outside, hurling his arrows and making very little impact because now you're in the castle. What is an arrow going to do to the castle? Um, but if you don't run into the castle, if you try to do it on your own, you try to be fancy with some sort of idea of truth or idea of believing in something else other than what God's done, um, you're outside of the castle and you're vulnerable. And you get stuck by one arrow, then another one. You think you see him coming, but you really don't because you're not sovereign. You don't have eyes all around you. You don't even see this enemy. Um, maybe you even fall into the water in the moat, and guess what? There's more attacks there in the water coming at you. So you just get piled on. So basically, he's saying, finally, you know, come into my strength. Fight with my strength. Uh, wait, so practically, it literally is this for me. Wake up in the morning, go to bed in the evening, hoping in and trusting the covering, holding, securing work of a sovereign God. No other book to me, I mean, I, I want to be careful here because from Genesis to Revelation, one of the words that I, I just keep thinking of is sovereign. But if there was one book in a, in a very brief way that just highlights the sovereign strength, love, compassion, warrior spirit of our God, it's this book. And so Paul ends it with this great this great plea, um, you know, finally be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Well, and I, and I love that, you know, and even tying it back to what I was thinking earlier, I think I was really trying to say is like the ultimate message of this is not like be that soldier that's like whipping people down by the thousands, you know, and like you've learned the special method of swinging your sword and, you know, you're just wiping out these armies. But exactly like you said, the, the call here is like, Go run into the Lord's sovereign protection and strength and goodness and find shelter and refuge there. Yeah. Um, I, we're, we're supposed to fight the good fight. I mean, right, yeah. There, we, we, we battle. <laughs> um, you know, there are things that we have to really work through, and, and you know, but, but in the end, this message is it's God's armor. Like, it's not Dave's armor. I've seen your armor. Yeah, you don't You've want my, my armor. armor. Yeah, not good. We we get offended when a person looks at us sideways. That's somebody we see, right? We're battling a schemer we can't even see. So it's his armor. We run to him. Let him draw up the bridge. Protect us. Hold us. Keep us. And go fight another day. Perfect. Well, I I th- can't think of a better spot for us to land today. Uh, So for all of you who are listening, we want to say thank you for joining us on the Grace Slato podcast. Uh, We hope that this discussion spurred you on in your love for Jesus and your love for people this week. And we'll see you next Wednesday for episode on Philippians chapter 3, verse 8.